All right. <laughs> uh, okay, we're up to Yud Chesam at Beis. We're four lines, three lines from the bottom. The Tani Rav Yecheskel. What the Gemara is discussing is the following Shaila. Okay, I'm going to go with the first approach of Rashi as opposed to the second approach because I think that it flows better in the Gemara. This is how we learned it yesterday. We know that Tzorius, right? Chazi and Ezek Now Tzorius classically is a told of regel, right? The animal's walking regularly, and a pebble shoots out, breaks a window. It's a told of regel, you pay chatzin and ezek But we were introduced yesterday that you could also have tsuris of karen, right? Let's say the animal takes a baseball, throws it aggressively through the window. It's also tsuris because it's not being damaged by the body of the animal, but it's not regel, it's, it's karen. So the question... Correct. So the question is, what if the animal does it three times? No, not Hano, it's, it's, it's more Kavanas uh, It's Kavanas Lahazak. Karen's, what do you call it? Iker is Kavanas Lahazak. So, um, so the question is like this What if the animal does Karen of Tsuriris three times? And then it does it a fourth time. So it takes a baseball, throws it through the window three times, and then it does it the fourth time. Does it pay Chatzineza because it's Tsuriris? Halacha Meshmasina, it's always Chatzineza. We say, no, well, it became a mood. So that, that was the shayla we had yesterday. So now we want to address it further. Tani Rami Bayecheskel. I think that I have an answer. I think it's a machlekes tanoim because the, the teaching is Rami Bayecheskel. Rami Bayecheskel says as follows. Tani Rami Bayecheskel. Tarnagol shahayishet roishay la'avik You have a chicken that put its head inside a large uh, vase. Not that it's touching, but put its head in the vase and it uh, crows, whatever chickens do. I don't know. The thing that's... It makes the noise, it shrieks. Talk about Vishavra, and it breaks it. Now, the Gemara's assumption, it's a conclusion as well, uh, the Gemara's opinion is that when you break something with your voice, that's Tzrarus. Because again, it's not breaking with your body, so it's the equivalent of throwing something. So this chicken broke something with Tzrarus, using Tzrarus. The halacha is, Mishalim Nezik Shalim, you pay 100% of the damage. Yeah, Tzrarus is anything. Anything not with your body. Correct. So the Gemara, so the chicken shrieking, that's Tzrarus, and it says you pay 100% of the damages, which is interesting. Okay. Vam Rav Yosef, Amri Be Rav, Rav Yosef says that in Yeshiva of Rav they disagree. What do they say? Sus Shetzonav, if a horse neighs, with Hamar Shinar, a donkey brace, the Shiber is HaKelem, and by doing this, it's so loud that it broke the Kalem, so the same thing. Mishan Chazi Nezek. So the Machloikis, in this case, where you pay Nezek Shalom, Chazi Nezek. What's the machlek is about? My love, keep going to Ovitz, loss It must be the cases where the animal did it three times, and the machlek is, meaning everyone agrees, Chatzinezek Tzrarius is 50%. So why does the Tani Rambar Yechezkel say 100 in this case? Because it's done it three times, and it's of the opinion, the first opinion is of the opinion that you could become a muid after three times, hence you pay 100%. And the Debe Rav said, no, even after three times, it's still that seems to be the Machlegas. So the Gemara says, no, very simply. The Machlegas is much easier. It's the Machlegas the first time. You know what the Machlegas is? Whether Chatzin Ezetaris is a thing. This is sort of like yesterday's daf. It's like riddles. You have to just have the same opinions floating all over again. Remember Sumchas. Sumchas holds there's no such thing as Chatzin Ezetaris. So the Tani Rambay Yechezkel says that you break it, is following Sumchas. And there is no such thing as Chatzin Ezetaris. Chatzin is, uh, it's regal, and regal is 100%. Okay. 
Now here's the one point though that I don't think was clear from yesterday's daf. It seems clear from today that even Sumchus who does not believe, and it makes sense, this is very, uh, I think this is a Dover Pashat, even Sumchus who does not believe in Chatzin as a Tzreris, if it's Chatzin, if it's Tzreris of Keren, you pay 50%, which makes sense, meaning if let's say, according to Sumchus, the animal's walking and shoots a pebble out from its foot and breaks something, you pay 100%, because he doesn't believe Chatzin as a Tzreris is a thing. It's just regal. If you take a baseball and throw it aggressively, Sumchus would say 50%. Because he doesn't believe in Chatzin as a service. He just believes that it is what it is. So by walking, that's regal. This is Karen. Meaning it's no, it's no different than Karen, right? The point is, Sochus does not believe in Chatzin as being a significant. He just looks at it as it is what you did. So when you're walking, it's regal. So you pay 100%. He doesn't believe that there's any difference between Sreiris or Gufoy. It's all the same. He doesn't believe there's a distinction. So therefore, if you do chatsi, if you do tsroiris of keren, you'll pay fifty percent, according to everybody. So he doesn't believe there's any difference between tsroiris and keren altogether. of uh, and the action, correct. So the point is, so the gemara is a question. So you tell me this brisa where the chicken put its head in the glass and shrieked and broke, and it said nezik shalem is because it follows somches, and somches doesn't believe in chatsi nezik. The gemara just wants to know: isn't it the the main common denom, the main theme of keren? It has two components. It has kavanas lahazik and intends to damage, and also abnormal. Usually, if it's abnormal, it's Karen. Isn't it abnormal for a chicken to put its head into the glass? No. So the Gemara says, like, why? Why is this head? Is it do it? It's abnormal. So the Gemara says, It's abnormal. If it's abnormal, then it's Karen. So then, lekuliyam it should be fifty percent. So the Gemara says, the ispu bazrani. The case is in the glass. There's there's se- feed. There's seeds in the glass. So it's normal to put his head in there. And then once it's normal to put his head in there, it's normal to shriek as well. So it's 100% normal. And therefore it's regel. And then Simchas holds. Uh, doesn't believe in Chatzin as a story, So he believes it's 100%. Okay. By Ravashi. Okay, interesting kasha. Now this Shaila would be a good kasha if we hadn't been like, had the answer already. Kasha is like this. We've gone under the assumption that if you have Tzroiris of Karen... It's the same. It's 50%. And we just had a shayla. If you do it three times, does it elevate to 100%? Come on, Sakasha. Instead of 50%, maybe Tsroiris of Karen should be 25%. Why? Because Tsroiris is always 50%. Karen is always half damages. So if Tsroiris of Regel is 50%, maybe Tsroiris of Karen should be half of Karen. Karen is 50%. They should go to 25%. That's the Gemara's kasha. Boy Ravashi, yesh shina l'tzreris l'revia nezek, or yesh shina l'tzreris l'revia nezek. If you do tzreris of Karen, is it 50% or perhaps it's 25%? Why? Because again, Karen always pays half damages. If tzreris is always 50% of regel, so then Karen tzreris should be 50% of that, which should be 25%. Or no, 50%. That's the question. Is tzreris of Karen 25% or 50%? So the Gemara's answer is very simple. What have we been discussing till now? We just got finished saying, if you do Tzreris three times, the Shaila was, does it become a Mu'ad, 100%. That implies the first three times it's 50%. It's clear from the discussion up to this point, it's not 25%. It's clear it's 50%. And hence, and then we had a Shaila that we wanted to say, maybe if you do it three times, it gets elevated to 100%. But never is there a, an option of 25%. Rava's whole Shiloh, Rava started off yesterday, we ended yesterday with Rava Shiloh. Rava Shiloh is, if I do Tzreiris of Karen three times, do I pay 100%? That implies he's never handling with 25%. He's looking at it, it's 
50%, and then maybe elevated to 100%, but he, he's never entertaining 25%. So the Gemara answers, well, it's clear from Rava's question that he never entertained 25%, because he said the first three times it's 50%. Does the fourth time go to 100%? He's clearly not handling with 25%. The Gemara says, I mean, it's clear from his question that he's not entertaining it. So the Gemara says, no. Could be this is how you're supposed to read Rava. Rava could read, read it like this. Rava's question was, if you do it three times, does it become a mood? And you pay 100%. But this is maybe how he reads it. Maybe it's 25% or 50%. And in Tim Siloimar, it's 50%. If you do it three times, is it elevated to 100%? Maybe Rav is unclear about all of it. Teiku, we're not sure. Okay, so we ended off as a teiku. Vaitu and the Gemara. Here's the Kasha. The Kasha is like this. Sumchis does not believe. This is a, we, we referenced this question, I think, two days ago. Sumchis does not believe in Chatzin as Ekturas. He looks at it as that if you break something with your koyach, even not with your body, it's the same. The question is, what about koyach koyche? So he throws a baseball through the window. Sumchus looks at that the same. It's mamish as if he did it be a dive. What if you throw a baseball? It breaks a window. A shard from that window goes and breaks another window. Does he look at it as still? He doesn't look at there's any distinction. Or even Sumchus ag- agrees in the concept of tzreris for the second degree. That's the question. Does Sumchus look at it? First degree, Koychai, he looks at it the same as if he did a Biyadayim. What about two degrees? Would he then say, that's Chatzinezek? That's, that's Chatzinezek service? Or no, Sumchus does not believe there's any distinction. That's the Gemara's question. Boy, Ravashi, What if it's a, a two steps removed? So you threw a baseball, uh, you walking, a rock shoots out from your foot, breaks a window, a shard from that window breaks another window. Do you have to pay for the second window 100% according to Sumchus, or he acknowledges that's 50%? Meaning, does he acknowledge of the halacha Moshe Messinai at least for the second degree and say now it's 50%? Or perhaps no, he doesn't believe there's a difference ever. One degree, 10 degrees is enough. Teku, we are not sure. Well, the Rabbanon hold it's 50% the first time, so. We assume that they hold that the second one is, is still 50%. It, does, it doesn't go lower. No, it doesn't go lower. Why is this a take? What do you mean? Take is usually something that's beyond. He wasn't alive anymore. I guess they asked the question after Silchus died. I don't know what Silchus would say. So, okay, you know, it's not what others would say. No, no, it's well, what would say? I mean, what was the shita? Yeah, he wasn't alive at the moment. Okay, so now look at this line in the Mishnah, and there's two ways to read the Mishnah. Okay, the Mishnah says as follows. This is uh, you got to focus on this one. Um, no one can know. So the Mishnah says like this: Haisa mevaetas. Again, the Mishnah said the following line, just focus on the words. An animal kicks. Now, when an animal kicks, this is not Tzroiris, this is, this is Karen. Or, or Tzroiris. So when you read the Mishnah, both pay Chatzinezek, but not for the right reasons. The first one is because it kicked, which is Karen, and then the second one, which is Tzroiris. Okay, here's the question though. How do you read this Gemara? There's two ways to read this Gemara. I can read it the first way, which is, which is the way I read it. 
the animal kicks and does damage or kicking, which is Karen. Or regular Tzroiris. And this Mishnah follows the view of the Rabbanon that Tzroiris is Chatzinezek. Okay, for Rabbanon, he oidil, or perhaps no. This is how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. Again, the only time Sumchis believes in Chatzinezek Tzroiris is if it's Karen, if it's an abnormal Tzroiris. Right? Sumchis normally feels that Tzroiris is 100%, but if it's Tzroiris of Karen, then it's 50%. Maybe that's how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. You're supposed to read it like this. The animal kicks, which is Karen. Or the animal kicked the pebble, and then it did damage. So it's Tzroiris of Karen. But if it was Tzroiris of Regel, you would pay 100%. So the question is, how do you read this Mishnah? Does the Mishnah follow the Rabbanon, or does it follow Tzumchus? If it's Sumchus, he believes Tzroiris is 100%. So what, what's the case of the Mishnah? It's Tzroiris of Karen. But if, that's why it's 50%. But if it's Tzroiris of Regal, you'd pay 100%. There's two ways to read the Mishnah. So in other words, does the Mishnah follow Sumchus or does it follow the Rabban? The Gemara says, well, Tashimah is We'll keep looking at the end of the Mishnah. What do the end of the Mishnah say? Dar Salakli Vishavrasai Vinafal Hashavr Al-Kli Okay, an animal's walking. Steps on a vessel and breaks it. That's regal. A shard from that bre- breaking breaks another vessel. What does the Mishnah say? Alarishan Mishalim Nezek Shalim. On the first one, you pay Nezek Shalim because it's regal. But on the second vessel, which was damaged by the shard, you pay half damages. Now, wait a minute. You, what was the Shaila? The Shaila is who does our Mishnah follow? Somchis the Rabbanon. The end of the mission is definitely the Rabbana, because the end of the mission is describing Tzroiris, right? Again, it's not, it's second degree Tzroiris, but our second end of the mission says that if I break a vessel, and then a shard from that vessel breaks another vessel, the second vessel I pay Chatzinezek. Why? Because of Chatzinezek Tzroiris. So it's obviously not Sumchus. The Gemara says, Sumchus doesn't believe in Chatzinezek, so it must be our mission follows the Rabbana. Maybe our Mishnah could read like this. Maybe it could follow Sumchus. So why in the end of the Mishnah do you pay half? Because here's the case of the Mishnah. I, I'm walking and there's a pebble, shoots out, breaks vessel A. I pay 100%. Then a shard from vessel A breaks vessel B. And we're saying that according to Sumchus, there's a difference between one degree and second degree. The problem is that can't be. Why? It can't be, because what do we just got finished saying? We just asked that child, how do we end the teku? So obviously we're not sure. So it can't be that our Mishnah cannot be clearly following Sumchus. So for our Mishnah follows the Rabbanah. Okay. Now the Gemara just says one point. Rav Ashi Mukila. The Gemara explains that Rav Ashi understands the Mishnah as follows. Rav Ashi follows the Rabbanah Shita. And this is how he reads the Mishnah. Remember, Rav Ashi, we said before, was unclear if you do Tzroiris of Karen, do you pay 25%? That was Rav Ashi's question. We had that earlier in the Ahmed, right? Because Tzroiris of Regal is 50%, so maybe Tzroiris of Karen is 25%. Rav Ashi wasn't sure. Ravashi read the Mishnah. Where did he get that question from? He actually got the question from our Mishnah. He followed the Rabbanan Shita, and he felt that the Mishnah is a little ambiguous. How so? Because this is how you can read the Mishnah. There's two ways to read the Mishnah. Number one is the animal was kicking. 
Bezike bibiuta and did damage by kicking, which is Karen. Oitsroiris korchayu, or it was walking and pebble shot out, regular chatzinezik tsroiris, chatzinezik, perfect. Hamachmas biet revienezik vieshinoi. What does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says that if the animal's walking and a pebble shoots out of its feet and breaks something, which is tsroiris of regel, you pay 50%. You could deduce from this, but if it was tsroiris of keren, you would pay 25%. Maybe that's how you're supposed to deduce from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that if it's that if the animal's walking and a pebble shoots out, which is tsroiris of regel, you pay 50%, which you could deduce... That if it was service of Nezek, of Karen, you'd pay 25%. I don't know. Or perhaps you should read the Mishnah this way. The animal kicks, which is Karen. Or the animal kicks the pebbles, which is Tsroiris of Karen, you pay 50%. So his Shaila of whether Tsroiris of Karen is 50 or 25 was this Shaila of how to read the Mishnah. Teku, and that's why he ended with a teku. That, that's, that's how he read the Mishnah. The two ways. Is the Mishnah saying that regular tsuris of 50%, which you could deduce that tsuris of Karen is 25, or is the Mishnah talking about tsuris of Karen being 50%? That, that was his shayla. We have a lot of Mishnah Mishnah. Do we normally get so, so much confusion around Correct, it? yes. We normally do? It happens a lot. You could have a lot of Mishnah that was talking about A, and the question is, well, did it apply to B? The lot of Mishnah is very clear. Tsroiris of regel is 50%. That, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. The question is, well, what would he say about this? And what would he say about that? And what would he say about Chatinez Tsroiris of Karen? And what about doing it three times as a Kamut? Another Shaila we're actually going to get to right now that also adds to the um, a couple more Shailas about Tsroiris, like we're going to get to in a little bit. What about Chatinez Tsroiris in Rosh Hashanah? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tsurish just means that you break something with the uh, with the uh, yeah, it, yeah it's not with your body and you pay fifty percent. So how much percent? Yeah. Except that Sukkos doesn't buy that. Correct. Correct. He doesn't have a Masara of how much percent. The question we're going to have in a second, another Why? to so add. Let's say he doesn't have a Masara. I have to check that up. That was Gavin's question from a couple of days ago. I got to check that up. That was from his notes on his Gemara. I have to check that up. Of where do we find questions? Uh, usually, halacha mishmisinos are universally accepted. But I have to check up. The Rishonim talk about this. I have to check it up. But you have no. You have cases. But I, I want. I'll look into it. But I don't want to speak from uh, my belly. So the Gemara just says like this. Um, we're going to have in a second another Shaila related to this. Well, we'll get to it in a second. Let's say the animal is walking, walking normally, but the road is covered with pebbles. It is impossible for the pebbles to not shoot out of his feet. So when it's walking, if the if the pebbles naturally shoot out of the feet, it's regal. But the animal kicked. But it was going to happen anyway. So the question is, is it Tsroiris of Karen or is it Tsroiris of Regal? Now what's the difference? Rashi says, well, if you follow that Tsroiris of Karen is 25%, huge nafkamina, or if it becomes muid, whatever it is. So the question is, do we say, go with the result. The result is he kicked. That's Karen. Or you say, even if he didn't kick, it was going to happen anyway. It was impossible. There were so many pebbles. Every cow that walks on this road, pebbles are shooting out. So he happened to kick. It would have happened anyway. So is this is this under the category of Tsroiris of Regal or Tsroiris of Karen? Yeah, so that, that's the question. So the Gemara says, Karen is on purpose. Kicking, he kicked it, which is Karen. But it would have happened anyway. It would have been Regal anyway. So therefore it would be 100%. It would be 
No, 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 no. It's 50% either way, but there are differences in halacha. If you follow Ravashi, maybe Karen is 25%. Perhaps if you do it three times, it becomes a muad. You got to just know what category it is. It's 50% either way, but you got to know what category it is. No, regel. Karen is a horn. It attacks. It's not normal. It's abnormal, and it's kavanasa lahazik. So the Gemara says, Kivan Another Shaila. Now, this is a Shaila that's going to take us to the end of the daf. Let me just clarify this point. It's very simple, but you have to just remember. Karen is Chayiv in Rishas Arabim. Regal is not. There is no Regal in Rishas Arabim. The question is, what if you have Chatsi Nezek Tsuriris, the animal's walking, a pebble shoots out, in Rishas Arabim, a pebble shoots out and breaks? So you'll say, well, it's Regal. There's no Regal in Rishas Arabim. Yeah, but this is Halacha Mashmasinai. It's, it's acting differently. Right, meaning it, it, it's not a classic regal. It's chatzin as So it's it's already acting fifty percent. It's acting very Karen like. Karen pays fifty percent. There's also fifty percent. Meaning when Moshe Rabbeinu said that if an animal is walking and a pebble shoots out, that it pays fifty percent, is he rewriting this and he's saying these have new rules, or he's saying no, it's it's a regal. It's the regular regal. It just pays fifty percent. Meaning regal is pater nishasarabim. Would Chatzin Ezek Tzoreris be Pater in Rosh Hashanah? So you'll say, well, yeah. On the one hand, it's regal, so why not? The answer is, when you have the halachas being differently, maybe this is a new category. That's the question. So the Gemara says, Now look at the Gemara closely, because it's important for the rest of the daf. The animal's walking in Rosh Hashanah, and a pebble comes out and shoots, but it's in Rosh Hashanah. So if it's classic regal, there is no regal in Rosh Hashanah. You're not chayiv. But over here, it's Chatzin Nezik Tzreiris of Regal. So the question is, am I Chayav in Rosh Hashanah? Do we say, Do we say that this, you know, the fact that it pays 50% is very Karen-like. Karen also pays 50%. So maybe the same way Karen is Chayav in Rosh Hashanah, so too Chatzin Nezik Tzreiris is Chayav in Rosh Hashanah. Meaning, in other words, when Moshe Rabbeinu rewrote the Halacha, you understand, Halacha Meshem Sinai rewrote Chatzin Nezik Tzreiris, did it basically say it's its new category? That it's got a little Karen, it's got a little Regel, it's got a little this, a little that, and it would be Chayiv in Rosh Hashanah, or Dilma, or perhaps Told of Regel. Or no, it's, it's a Told of Regel, Upatura. It sounds like it's a Told of Regel or Told of Karen, not a new category. Well, fine. Okay, so even if you want to say if you want to say that it's a combination of the two, so the question is, in this, in this regard, does it take the Karen qualities to be Chayiv in Rosh Hashanah? Yeah, fine. You don't have to say it's a new category, it's a combination of Regel and Karen, fine. Okay, so well, if Karen is Chayav and maybe this is also be Chayav and So that was the question. If the animal's walking, now focus on the case. The animal's walking in Rosh Hashanah, a pebble shoots out, breaks something in Rosh Hashanah, am I Chayav? What are Avzeris say? I'm the Mistar to the regular. Potter. It's regal. It's Mistaber. It makes sense that it's regal. Okay, so that case is Potter. Let's keep going. So if the animal's walking in Rosh Hashanah, a pebble shoots out in Rosh Hashanah, breaks something in Rosh Hashanah, Potter. Let's keep going. What about one more case? The animal's walking, a pebble in Rosh a pebble shoots out from Rosh into someone's backyard, into his private property, it breaks his window in his private property. So the damage ended up being in the private property, but it started, it originated in the public property. Would you also say that's Potter? So he says, Yeah, half an action is nothing, meaning, meaning it started in Rosh Potter. So Rav Zayr is saying two things. If it started and ended in Rosh Hashanah, Potter. Started in Rosh Hashanah, ended in Rosh Hashanah, Potter. Potter in both scenarios. Now here's the issue. What we're going to have over the next half an Ahmed 
is multiple rayas from Bryce's that you're chayiv in Rosh Hashanah. Again, Rav Zeir is saying two things. He's saying, in Rosh Hashanah, start Rosh Hashanah and end Rosh Hashanah Potter. Bigger chiddush. Then Rav Zeir said a bigger chiddush. Start Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah, also Potter. That's a bigger chiddush, because at least it ended in Rosh Hashanah. Which again, only exists by Tzuris, because by Regal it's normally your foot. Like this is because it shoots, it can go fly. So Rav Zeir is saying two halachas, both Potter, the second one being a bigger chiddush. The problem is we're going to have brises that indicate very clearly that you're chayiv of chatzin as a service in Rosh Hashanah. So one of these is going to be wrong, so we're going to erase the bigger chiddush. And we're going to say that every time the brises says that you're chayiv in Rosh Hashanah, it's where it started Rosh Hashanah and ended in Rosh Hashanah. Rav Zeir is going to have to retract one of these statements. It's impossible for him to go up against these amount of prices. But we're going to always attr- we're going to subtract the second statement. We're going to say that maybe you're right. If it started and Rosh Hashanah, maybe you're Potter. But starting Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah, you're definitely not. So the Gemara, let, let's start. So Rav Zeir says both are Potter. The Gemara says, Ace, we have a kasha. This is a brisa. The brisa says, Hoysa malechas bederech vetisa. The animal's walking and a pebble shoots out of its feet. Bein bershus ayochet, bein bershus arabim. Whether it happens in rishus ayochet or in rishus arabim, chayiv, you're chayiv in rishus arabim. Not like Rav Zera. My love, etiza bershus arabim, etzika bershus arabim. Is this not talking about the classic case where the damage, the pebble, started in rishus arabim and ended in rishus arabim? And Rav Zera is entirely wrong. It's his loy. Etiza bershus arabim, etzika bershus yachid. Perhaps the Bryce is referring to the second case where it shot out in rishus arabim but broke in rishus yachid. I, I thought Rav Zera said both cases are part of the answer. Well, he's wrong about one. So the Gemara says ha'amret akira einkan anachikan. The answer is. Rav Zera said, I retract from the second one. Okay, again, Rav Zera started off by saying, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Potter. You can't do that. There are prices against you. So he's like, okay, I retract the second statement. If it's starting Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah, Chayev. And every price we're going to say, is talk about that. But the Rosh Hashanah, he stands by him, his original sheet of being Potter. So he retracted from the second statement, but he stands firm with the first. Okay, let's keep going. And that's the pattern. We're going to find brises that indicate that there's chatzin as a service in Shusharab, and we're going to say that that was talking about starting with Shusharab and the Shusayachid, and that was the one that he retracted his statement. The Gemara continues, the second brise. Okay, the animal's walking, steps on a vessel and breaks it, so that's Regel. And then a shard from that shoots out and breaks another one, so that's Tzrorus. On the first vessel, you pay 100%, because it's regal. And on the second vessel, you pay chazi nezek. Okay, because it's rorus. And the price elaborated. When is it true that you pay 100% and 50% when it happened in private property? But if it happened in public property, you're putter from the first vessel, because there is no regal in public property. And you're still chayv in the second one because there is chatzin ezek tzoros in rishus arabim. What do you see? You see from this brayso there is chatzin ezek tzoros in rishus arabim. My love, etzizah rishus arabim, etzigah rishus arabim. Are we not referring to a case where the entire action and all the damages happened in rishus arabim and Rav Zeir is entirely wrong? The answer is loy. Etzizah rishus arabim, etzigah rishus ayachid. The case was where the shard shot out from rishus arabim and broke in rishus ayachid, and that's when you're chayv. But if it was entirely in rishus arabim, it would be potter. So that's not like. 
like the second statement of Rav Zera. I thought Rav Zera disagreed with that as well. said, I retract my second statement. Let's keep going a third. Amy, another attempt. Go to the next page. You're always chayiv chatsi nezek, both in private property and public property. Now, what is this referring to chatsi nezek? There's two options. It could be keren or it could be tsroiris. We assume it's talking about tsroiris. So that means that you're chayiv tsroiris, both whether it's in private property or public property. Oh, you see that Sreiris applies in public property as well. My love, Hadiza Rishasarab, Mazig Rishasarab, is not talking about where the entire thing took place in Rishasarab and Yerchai, if not like Ravzera. Loi, Hadiza Rishasarab, Mazig Rishasayachet. No, same answer. And that is that the damage began in Rishasarab but concluded in Rishasayachet. Not like the second statement of Ravzera. I thought that's not like the second statement of Ravzera. Amrle Hadribe, Ravzera said, I retract my second it's the same thing over and over and over again. Again, again, and again. Or perhaps, this b'risa, all the b'risa said is that there's chatzin nezek is both in Rosh Hashayach and Rosh Hashayach. It actually never said sweras. It could just talk about Karen. Some. It could just be saying that regular Karen applies both in Rosh Hashayach and Rosh Hashayach. The Gemara says, Or perhaps Rav Yechon was not talking about sweras at all. He was just talking about Karen. Okay. Kicking it, kicking it with that horn, goring with it. Yosef, Rav Yehuda Nasiya, Rav Oishia, Akila, the Rav and Rav Oishia were sitting on the porch of Rav Yehuda Nasiya. Novik Milsev and and the following question came out. The question is like this: Kishkisha bizanva mahu. If the animal destroys with its tail, what is the halacha? Meaning, is this considered? Uh, Basically, is it regal? Regal is always defined by normal behavior. Karen is abnormal. Is the animal wishing with its tail normal or abnormal? So I would say it's very normal. It's very normal for animals to do this. So, he says, well, what do you want the owner to do? Hold on to the tail. Meaning, the animal is allowed to do normal things. So, if you consider it abnormal, that means it's my responsibility to stop my animal from wagging its tail. Right? I'm expected to stop the animal from goring because that's abnormal. But you're asking, is the animal wishing its tail abnormal? So what do you want me to do? Hold the tail down? Like, that's, like, what do you want me to do? The Gemara says, So say the same thing about a horn. What am I supposed to do? Hold on to the horn? The answer is, stop your animal. The Gemara says, Yeah, but but the, the horn, it's not normal to gore over here. It's very normal to swish the tail. So the Gemara says, so basically, what was the question? The question was, is it normal for the animal to wish the tails? The Gemara says, what's the question? Of course it's normal. So it's like, well, if you knew that it's normal, then what's the question? The Gemara like, knew that it was normal and asked the question and then said, well, is it normal? And was like, of course it's normal. What, so like, what, what, was, what was really going on? So the Gemara says, the case is where it's like moving a lot more than normal. Yes, the average dog is going to wag its tail. That's normal. I'm not responsible for that. If it happens, that's a regal. That's regal for sure. The cases where the dog is mamish wagging its tail a lot more than normal, the question is, is that still considered normal behavior because it's still in the category of normal behavior? Okay. Avaiter. Okay. One last Shaila before we get back to our discussion. Yeah, so... The Gemara has one more question. Boy of Ina... What if the animal moved its uh, its makamila? 
and did damage that way and knocked over something. So apparently that's, it's not as normal. It definitely has to do the intention, but it's not intending to damage. You see, Karen, it's intending to do this, but not intending to damage. Over here, the animal's intending to do this, but not intending to damage. So, me, I'm reading me to have a Karen, Karen, lay it's talk for the Hachanamilishnoi, So, over here, it's abnormal, but it's not intending to do damage. Karen is abnormal and intending to do damage. Over here, it's abnormal, but not intending to do damage. So, it's. It, the, the animal is moving its aver, makamila, knocking over something. So, it's abnormal, but it's not intending to do damage. So, is it Karen or not? So, Teku, we're not sure. Okay, now this next line, let, let me explain before we get to the Mishnah what the, what the Mishnah is, is talking about. The Mishnah is saying like this, The Mishnah says that if, an an, if a chicken is walking and it's got something um, uh, uh, tied around its, its ankle, it's got a baseball bat tied around its ankle, I don't know, there's a bat tied to a string around its ankle, and someone hurt themselves on the bat. The Mishnah said, you pay chatzin nezek. Now why? So Rashi on the Mishnah says... The conclusion of the Gemara. Mm-hmm. And that is because the baseball bat flew and broke something. So it's Tzreris. The Gemara does not think at first that that's the point. The Gemara thinks at first the point is as follows. Something tied around the tank. Uh, you know, m- make it easy. There's a trap. Like one of these, you know, like uh, a trap tied around its angles with spikes coming out. The Mishnah said that if the trap does damage, you pay... F- Half damages. Why? So Rashi says because the, the trap flew. So it's Tzreris. Easy. It's a, it's a pretty open and shut case. That's not how the Gemara originally understands it. The Gemara originally understands it that the case is not where the actual animal, the actual trap did damage. Trap moved. But rather the trap was stationary. Someone stepped on the trap and hurt themselves. That's not Tzreiris. The Gemara at first thinks the case is not where the trap flies and does damage, but rather the, flat, the trap is stationary. Someone steps on it and hurts themselves. Now the problem is, what's the chiv of that? That's not Tzreiris, that's bar. So here's the question, where is bar 50%? I know, I just don't answer, just click a... The case is like this. The, the, the Gemara says that the, the Mishnah said that if something is tied around the ankle of the of the chicken and it does damage, you pay fifty percent. So Rashi explains the conclusion. The conclusion is that the trap flies and breaks something. So it's chasin is a It's very simple. The Gemara at first thinks the case is where the trap is stationary and someone falls onto it and hurts themselves. Now here's the problem. Gav made a good point. What's the chiv if someone falls onto the item? That's not sroris. That's bar, right? That's bar. Well, if it's bar, why am I paying fifty percent? Either pay a hundred percent. Or pay 0% if I didn't tie it. Meaning if I tied it on, I should be 100%. If I didn't tie it on and my chicken just caught its leg on something, why am I going to have to pay for that? Even Manushach, it's either 100 or 0. It's not 50. And the Gemara is going to say, the case is where the trap flew and it's stress. No. So the Gemara says, Rav Huna says, when a Yuchayiv is only when you tied it to the chicken's leg. I'm sorry, when, when the chicken got caught on its own. When a Yuchayiv, 50%, when the trap got, the chicken got the trap on its leg on its own. But if you tied the trap onto the chicken's leg, Yuchayiv, 100%. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So it's like, you're telling me, when am I Yuchayiv, 50%, if the animal got caught on its trap on its own? But if someone fell onto the trap, why am I. What's the 50%? Well, okay, let's go with the case. The animal caught a trap on its own. The trap got caught on its ankles, 
and someone hurt themselves. The Mishnah says you pay 50%. Now let's assume the chicken and the trap are owned by two different people. Who has to pay? So the Gemara says, Let's say the owner of the trap. But wait a minute. Can't be the owner of the trap. Why? Because if the trap was hidden nicely, why am I paying at all? A chicken breaks into my property and it gets its leg caught around my trap and drags it out and someone gets hurt. What do I have to pay for? And if I left the trap open, that's Peshia. That's a bar. And I'm chayv 100%. Okay. El chayv balatarnagal. It must be the chayv is not for the owner of the trap. It's the owner of the chicken. But wait a minute. Maishna kula denezik delay. Why is it you don't pay 100%? Because... What's the chiyav bar? I didn't make this bar. The chicken did it on its own. But if that's the case, basically, in other words, why am I paying 50%? If the chiyav is bar, it's either 100% because I made the bar, or 0% because the animal made a bar on its own. But why am I paying 50%? So the Gemara says, you're right. The case of the Mishnah is where the trap flew. So it's chatzinezik tzreris. What's the what's the, the so you're not paying fifty percent because of bar the trap actually flew chazin as it's first and Rav Huna was saying a side halacha delil hefger amr Rav Huna nikshem elof potter kasher adam chayiv Rav Huna was just saying a side halacha that if you have a trap that the animal gets around its neck chicken around gets around its ankle and if someone falls onto the trap am I chayiv then it depends if I put the trap around it I made the bar I'm chayiv hundred percent if the animal did it on its own so then it's a bar hanasim elof it's like a pit that's gone made it's not my problem, and I'm 100% potter. So it's either 100 or chayiv by a bar, and it just depends on whether I did it. Meshum my chayiv, or what's the chayiv? If let's say I tied it around the ankles and then someone fell on the trap, what is the chayiv? That's called a bar. And even though, by the way, it's a moving bar, because the animal does move, I mean, not, not moving at the time of the damage, but it's a bar hamizgalgal. It's like a rolling bar. But as long as it's stationary at the time and someone falls onto it, it's a bar. That would be the chayiv. Okay, let's just finish up the daf. Mishnah says like this. Now we're on to Shane. Shane is where the animal eats and gets pleasure. Ketzan Hashen Mu'edas. What's an example of Shane being a mu'ed? If the animal eats something appropriate. Oh, because let's say the animal eats food. So that's Shane. If the animal eats glass, that's not normal. So then it's Karen. Right? Abnormal is always Karen. So the Mishnah says, Habehema Mu'edas Lachel Peris Virakais. If the animal eats vegetables or fruit, that's a shame, you pay 100%. But if, let's say, the animal ate garments or utensils, that's not normal, so it's Potter. Let's say someone eats something in a Shesarab, it's Potter. There's no Chiv of Shein Rosh Now here's the Gemara. Says, now the Mishnah introduces a new concept the Gemara is going to deal with tomorrow. Let's say the animal in Rosh eats $10,000 worth of fruit. I do not have to pay $10,000 on Potter. I do have to pay something. I have to pay the pleasure that I have that my animal ate, which the Gemara will figure out how you monetize that. I'm Potter based on Xeris HaKosif, but I still got pleasure from someone else's fruits. It's up on Xeris HaKosif. Because they're still, they still, you still got hanah. The Gemara will go through this. It's based on psukim, and we'll have to figure out exactly how. But again, what it eats, if it eats something normal, it's Shane. Abnormal is Karen. So if it eats something in a Shusarab, if it's normal, I only have to pay what I benefited. If it's abnormal, I pay Chatzin So the Mishnah speaks it out. Kesa Mishlam is Mashananis. 
If it ate appropriate food in Rosh Hashanah, you pay what you benefited. But if it ate from the side streets, that's not Rosh Hashanah, that's private, then Mishalam is Mashazika, then you pay Chatzin Nezek. Actually, you pay Nezek Shalom, because that's Shane in private property. If it ate at the entrance of a store that's Rosh Hashanah, so you only pay what you benefited from. But inside the store, Mishalam is Mashazik, you pay, that's considered private property for Shane, and therefore you pay uh, full Nezek Shalom. Now let's start the Gemara. The Gemara run through, it's very easy, we'll finish up the Dab and Tunas. What's an example of the animal eating something normal? The animal goes into private property and eats, eats food that's appropriate or drinks drinks that's appropriate. You pay 100% of the damages. So to a wild deer enters, that's owned by me, enters into the private property. Not a deer, actually. I'm sorry, not a deer. A wild animal that I own enters private property and attacks and eats, so you pay. Or if a cow ate barley, a donkey ate uh, some sort of um, uh, vegetables, whatever, not kashin, it's like a, a sprouts. Or a dog uh, licked uh, oil. Or a, a chazer ate a piece of meat. So here's the question. What about... This is So if a patient... Here's the question. What if the animal... So there's two categories. We've seen the animal eats food, Nezek Shalom. Normal food, Nezek Shalom. Glass and chairs, Chatzin Nezek What if the animal eats something, which is technically food, but it's very not normal for his species to eat that? Like the species could eat it, it's food, but it's not a normal thing for that species to eat. So the Gemara says, The rule is that if an animal would eat it, so it's food, and yeah, it's not the most normal thing for that species, but under duress it would eat this. That's considered eating, and you pay shane. So what's the halacha? Therefore, haishon radachel tamri. If a cat eats dates, apparently it's not normal for cats to eat dates, or cham radachel minsa, or a donkey eating fish, meshalom nezek shalom. That's shane, and you pay nezek shalom. The Gemara says a story. Ha'hu cham radachel nama upalsi lasala. There was a donkey that ate bread and then ate the basket of the bread. So it ate the bread and then it ate the basket. So what's the halacha? You have to pay 100% nezek for the bread because that's shane. But the basket, which is abnormal, you pay chatsi nezek, which is karen. So the Gemara just wants to know, Here's the deal. When an animal, the animal doesn't have hands. So when, if you have bread in a basket, the animal will eat the bread and chew on the basket at the same time. So why isn't that shame? It's 100% normal to do that. That's how they eat. They don't just eat the bread. They chomp on the whole plate. They destroy the plate as well. The answer is the cases where it ate the bread, stop, then went back and chewed on the basket. So that was an abnormal thing to do. Upas Urchi went with this. Is it normal for, for uh, animals, to for a donkey to eat bread? Or menu, I have a contradiction. If an animal eat bread or meat or cook food, you pay chatzinezek. Why? Because it's abnormal. So you see, it's abnormal. My behema. So is it? I guess eating bread is abnormal. So the Gemara says, No, that's by a wild beast. It's not normal for a wild beast to eat to eat bread. But wait a minute. Uh, what, what were the three foods that it's abnormal? Bread, basar, and tavshel. Uh, why is Basar abnormal for a Chaya? Oh, so the Gemara says, 
Loi b'chaya. Habasar orchu. Why isn't it normal for the the chaya to eat basar? The answer is the mitzvah. It's roasted. Uh, lions don't eat roasted meat. They eat raw meat. Ibayisem b'tavi. Or perhaps the chaya that they're talking about is a deer. It's a carnivore, uh, a herbivore. So it doesn't. It's not. It's not. It's not carnivorous, and therefore it's not normal for it to eat. Ibayisem aloyl mehema. Or perhaps it's a behema uptura, and the case is where the bread was on the table. So it's not normal for an animal. It might be a normal to eat bread, but it's not normal to eat it in such a knife and in such a tsura. The carrot. Uh, you pay chatzin as All right, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow. This room reminds me of the certain.